God help us. That ought to put us all under conviction right there. Amen. That ought to put us all under a little bit of conviction. I want to thank God tonight. Hallelujah. That we can praise the Lord. And he done a real good job of it. Me and you may have not have heard it, but I guarantee you haven't heard it. Matter of fact, our praise ain't for man anyhow. Our praise is to a thrice holy God that is in heaven, and he's not a he's not a dead God, neither neighbor, and I'm glad he's alive, amen. Bless his holy name. I can't wait to hear you talk in heaven. <laughs> Woo! Hey, man. Feeling pretty good around here. What I got ain't on feeling. It's by faith, but I feel it every now and then. And if you, you ain't never felt it, you might ought to get a little faith. I don't base it on feeling. Base it on faith, but I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Boy, it's good to be back at the Calvary Baptist Church, Conyers, Georgia. And I appreciate the privilege and the opportunity to get to be here. Again, Lord help. I since I've been here, I've been I joined your preacher's club. And I ain't like none of it. I'm like the man that had the stroke. Where'd the man go? Back, yeah, I'm with you. But I've been in the hospital on Sundays too. And I told my wife, I said, man, where am I going? I said, the preacher had a heart attack and they just called the ambulance. Rolled him out of here. My Lord, help us. My goodness, and here we are. And he's still a wild man. I'm like at 747. It takes me a little bit now to get off. But once we get up off the ground, we're going summers. Amen. And I love you, preacher, and thank God for his faithfulness. I thank God for his faithfulness in his stand for God. I'm not an old man, but I've been in this thing almost 30 years. I've been on the road heavy for 27 years, it's amazing. I'm one of the most favorite preachers God's ever had. The longest streak I've ever had preaching for one particular church is 20 years, and the man of God has died. And the man of God died, they canceled all their preachers and turned left. Are y'all hearing me? They canceled all their evangelists and turned left and said, we're going another way. That's what's happening in a lot of places across America. And these young boys coming up, you better listen real close to the man of God. My preacher, I buried him this year. I buried my pastor. One of the greatest, most humbling honors I've ever had was to preach my pastor's funeral. And boy, they so many of them turn coat and turning left. They're not turning right, they're turning left. I said they're not turning right, they're turning left. Somebody needs to maintain the course. 
And I want to maintain the course with the help of the Lord. And I asked him, been here 18 years, and boy, he's the same everywhere I see him. Regardless of the meeting, he's the same. And I say hallelujah. And it's an honor to get to come back, Brother Tracy, and stand in this place. I mean that. I'm an honored man to get to do that. And it's so good to see you. Find your place in the book of 1 John tonight. It's amazing how the Holy Ghost orchestrates services. I, I don't question God, but I do try to reason with God. Is anybody in the house with me? I've been reasoning with him with what he's put in my heart and and uh, I got a briefcase in the truck and notebooks full. And uh, he wouldn't let me bring none of that in with me. And he'd been putting this in my heart. And I thought, now, Lord, that, that, just, that just ain't what I want to do. But, oh, I'm going to do what he wants. I've come to help you tonight. I hope when I get done and the Holy Ghost gets done, you feel like taking a pew and chucking it through that window because you're saved. Amen. Amen. Do you know that there's something better than being saved? <laughs> yeah, I caught you, didn't I? Do you know there's something better than being saved? Y'all ready for the answer? It's knowing you're saved. That's better than being saved is to know you're saved. I mean, we've shouted and kicked and stomped, but there's some of you thinking, boy, I wish I had that. And I want to say to all of us, it's kicking and stomping and shouting. We're liable to be slapped full of doubt by sunrise. Anybody ever doubted anything? Has anybody ever had a whole lot of doubt? Don't you throw me under the bus for, for talking about doubt. Peter, James, John, are y'all with me? What about doubting Thomas? Somebody say, can you prove all them was doubters? Absolutely. There's none no greater than John. He's down there in prison. Anybody with me? I come to help you. I ain't going to hurt you. I ain't come to share you. I've come to help you. God help us. I'm just going to expound the Bible tonight. How many of y'all believe the Word of God is the Word of God? How many of y'all believe it's an inspired, inerrant, God-breathed, blessed Word? It is the Word of God. I mean, this Bible ought to have, it ought to be the authority in your life. Raise my kids by this Bible. I pastor my church by this Bible. I, I love my wife according to this Bible. I'm here tonight because of this Bible. I'm breathing tonight because of this Bible. Matter of fact, he magnified it above his own names, what the psalmist David said. I say glory to God for my Bible tonight. By the way, the Bible that I believe is the right Bible, which is the only Bible. It's the only one God. 
has put his hand on in this dispensation is an authorized version King James version of the Bible don't think I just say I'm a King James cause I'm a King James I know why I'm a King James Bible man I believe this Bible Ladies and gentlemen, across this country, people are wavering and wobbling on the axle with the Bible. I need you to understand this is the, it is alive. I don't care what the politicians say. I don't care what the liberalists say. I don't care what the narrow-minded legalistic crowd says. Honey, the word of God is the authority. It is the final authority. And listen, this book is in heaven tonight. He's a copy of it in the glory world tonight. I say God help us to have a revival of the Bible tonight. It's one of the most less read books when it ought to be the most read book. This Bible is what I base everything on. The job that I'm doing tonight is because of this Bible. My pocketbook is operated because of this Bible. Listen, you need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not looking for words to say. Everything that I do, uh, everything that I am, uh, everything that I'm trying to become uh, is because of the Bible. Trying to get to 1 John, but I'm hung up on the Bible. Let me give you three or four, or two or three or four or five things about the Bible. Are y'all ready for them? I want you to, if you want to write them down, I will preach them later, but hey, I'm just going to mind the Holy Ghost. This Bible is divine in its origin, in its existence, in its beginning. It's divine in its origin. Are you hearing me? I want you to understand it's divine in its nature. It's alive tonight. It's beginning. It's real. I want to. I want to thank God that the Holy Ghost had to move on the men before they ever pinned down the word. Man, I'm coming up with some stuff. I hope I'm right here. I ain't studied this today. I believe the first time we find God breathing is in the book of beginnings and man became a living soul. I can show you where God has breathed through things, but I want to go to Timothy. When, when the Bible talks about the word of God, is it 316? All scriptures is given by inspiration. That word inspiration means God breathed. He breathed on man and he became a living soul. But he breathed on the Bible and it become living in its nature. It's alive. Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Ain't you glad for your Bible? You ought to just wave your Bible up. Hold your Bible up. I say thank God for my Bible. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name for the Bible. Hallelujah. Well, y'all help me by a minute. My mind will come to me. 
It's divine in its origin. It's divine in its nature. It's divine in its operation. It's powerful. There ain't no man. There ain't no, there ain't no organization. They ain't nothing on planet earth no more powerful than that word of God. I, I listen, you can have your security systems. Uh, you can have your AK, whatever they are, honey, but they ain't nothing no more powerful than the word of God. Honey, I say thank God for the power of the Bible. Hallelujah. What about its divine in its origin? It's divine in its nature. It's divine in its operation. It's clear. Hey, it's divine in its demands. That Bible demands some things. I'll get there here in a minute. I mean, because I'm fixing to preach out of this Bible. I'm just giving you a little bit about this Bible. It's clear in its demands. I don't need some little old funny. I don't need some little old limp-wristed, sodomite, homosexual, little feminine somebody. Somebody help me right there. Some lesbian crawled out of hell, hacked all her hair off, and put her boots on, said she's gonna ride her version. I don't need some sodomite riding his little, his little sodomite version. Is everybody all right? Somebody said, well, if it's in your family, you wouldn't talk like it. It's in my family. The Gothics is in my family. Homosexuality is in my family. Uh, but I'll tell you what else is in my family. He's a Bible in my family. He's a God in my family. He's a Holy Ghost in my family. It's clear in its demands tonight. Oh, yeah. My daddy. I'm just going to cut it, and I don't know how far I'm being put out, but it'll be all right if it comes back and haunts me. My daddy fell in love with Jesus. Huh? And I ain't here to draw no... I don't need no more enemies. I got so many now, I can't hardly breathe half the time. Everybody thinks it's, everybody thinks it's easy. It ain't easy. It ain't easy being a man of God in this dispensation. Y'all with me? There's more temptation drawn for us. There's more devils after us. There ain't many of us left. That's why there's such a there's such a target on men with the Holy Ghost. Men with the Holy Ghost is far and few between. Somebody said, are you saying you're filled with the Holy Ghost? Absolutely I am. I don't take no credit of it. As a matter of fact, I ain't got nothing to do with it. It was God's business, and it was God that done it. Not me, it was God. Have family reunions. I mean, we look like the oddballs. Are y'all with me? We look like the goofy ones the way we dress. Hello, y'all, look up in here. Are y'all with me? We look, we, we look like we're the only ones that ever go to the barber shop. We look like we're the only ones that stays out of the tattoo parlors. They laugh at us and they make fun of us and they say your kids just ain't got no life. Honey, my kids is in way better shape. They got more life if they just open their eyes. I'm ashamed to tell you it's in my family, but they ain't all gone off a deep end. They ain't all left the Bible. Thank God for my Bible, Helen. It's, it's divine in its demands. Huh? 
what is that? Let me see. Let me just think a minute. I'm pulling up a study I studied years ago. Bear with me. I ain't a real smart feller, but I'm trying to pull it back up. It's divine in its origin. It's divine in its nature. It's divine in its operation. It's divine in its demands. Here it is. It's divine in its judgment. Some of y'all been wondering what book he's going to judge you out of at the, at the judgment seat. He's going to judge you out of that King James Bible right there. He's not going to pull a book out that we ain't never read. And you know what I'd be ashamed of? I'm not here to make nobody my own sweet spirit on me. I'd be ashamed that if I died and went to heaven and stood before God and ain't never read my Bible, Genesis through Revelation. I mean, it's going to be bad to stand before God. Hey, you want to know what judgment's going to be about? The book you hold in your hand is what he's going to pull out at the judgment seat of Christ and judge you and me. Hey, nobody preaching on judgment no more. I mean, when I was a young and brother Nathan, wherever you're at, I was a young and I heard more preaching on judgment and the second coming of Jesus about every other Sunday. You don't hear nobody preaching on the second coming anymore. You don't hear them preaching on the rapture of the church. You don't hear them preaching on judgment. Honey, but I'm telling you, we're headed to judgment. We're headed to judgment. I understand you're going to pay for your sin right here. I understand that. I believe we got a hold of that truth and we forgot about judgment. My God, what's coming up at judgment? We're going to stand before God. Our works are going to be tried. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. God's going to use this to judge the bride. Probably going to get in trouble for this little statement. This whole Bible was wrote for me. But this whole Bible was not wrote to me. You got to divide the nine dispensations or ten, ever how you want to pick and choose. It was not wrote to me. You got to divide the nine dispensations or ten, ever how you want to pick and choose. The dispensations of this scripture, you got to write and divide the Word of God. We're not under law, we're under grace. Somebody said, Is there any part of that Bible wrote to me? Yes, sir, starting in the book of Acts. We're the church, we're the Gentile. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was wrote to the Jews. It's to clear the Jews up. Somebody help me now. Everybody, oh, we're right at dividing the word of God tonight. I'm not going to get too doctrinally, but I'm going to get to the basic doctrine. We'll not dig deep in the doctrine of it. Honey, but God, thank God for the apostle Paul. Thank God for the preacher that came to the Gentile dog and God put a pen in his hand. Amen. And then Paul in the epistles, I want to thank God that's wrote to me. Amen. Is everybody okay? We have a bit of it's good. Huh? There's days I wished I could, Pastor, go back and take care of some church business like they did under law. Everybody wants to holler law. Boy, I'm, I'm in trouble right here. As somebody said, that's all them standards. Hey, neighbor, he's a higher standard under grace than they was under law. 
You know, hear all these bunch of little old lefts, these little old left-handed liberals, they, they turned the grace of God into lasciviousness and just sinning, saying, I'm under grace. You better watch that crowd that always goes around and says, well, I don't convict me. That might convict you, but it don't convict me. You'll find out, neighbor, that crowd that hollers, they don't get convicted. They don't get convicted over anything. How could it be because they never been saved? I don't know about y'all, but I've been under conviction today. I deal with conviction all the time. God's all time talking to me. I say thank God for my Bible. It's divine in its judgment tonight. Well, that's 15 minutes of exhortation of the King James Bible. And I hope that didn't offend nobody. That's just exhortation. It took me about 12 weeks to preach that at my church. Ain't you glad I didn't pull that on y'all tonight? I got one, two, and three, and A, B, and C to all of them five little thoughts right there. And a few poems in the middle of them. Huh? Well, are you in First John? I got my timer going. I'm an evangelist with a pastor's heart tonight. I know you got to get up early in the morning and go to work, and I want you to come back tomorrow night. Hey, man, bring somebody with you. Look in verse number, verse number one of chapter one, First John. Hallelujah. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. Ain't it amazing everything I've just exhorted on? I'm putting two and two together now. I should have used this in my intro the other day. Hallelujah. For the life was, this is all the Bible. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and showing to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that y'all so may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Now watch this. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. I want to ask you where your joy is at tonight. I ain't talking about happiness. Happiness comes from happenings. Joy comes from Jesus. Now listen, the dear brother that was in the hospital yesterday let me tell you something. He wasn't happy about that. I've been in the hospital this morning. I was making my visits before I left. He was so amazed. I had five in the same hospital. I mean, buddy, sickness is hitting everywhere. Five in the same hospital, three in the same hospital in the same town. I'm talking about it's, it's just, it's everywhere. Ain't none of them happy about being in the hospital. But everyone I prayed with, you know what they had? Joy. <laughs> Woo! I'm 44 year old. My last visit was a 44 year old lady in my church. I'm talking about being through the ringer. In 26 months, she's been put under 18 times. I mean, are y'all hearing me? She's fought three different types of cancers, fighting blood clots right now. She looked at me laying dead, still in that bed. 
She said, I don't quite understand this, preacher. She said, but there's a song in my heart. <laughs> I'm about to walk a pew. You hearing me? She said, I ain't happy about this. I said, I want to know why. I said, it looks like my family, they don't go, go to church. They don't love God. They don't honor God. They live any old way. They ain't never had no sickness. They ain't never had no trouble. And said, I've asked myself, why am I laying here? Why is this? Why am I going through this? She said, but it's amazing. There's a song in my heart. She said, why is that? I said, cause the song murder heaven. Leo's in the heart of you. Ain't you glad when it lands in your window seal and the nights fall? Oh, it gives you a song in the midnight hour. I want to thank God tonight. I've got joy. I've got joy in my trouble. Where did come from because I'm saved. Hallelujah. Huh? Let me help you with your joy tonight. I want it to be full. I mean, listen, the only possible way. Do you hear me? The only possible way. I'm using this correct. The world just thinks they have joy. All they have is happiness. The only possible way, ladies and gentlemen, you and I can experience joy tonight is to be born again, to be washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen, here's how you have real joy is to know you're saved and know that you can never get lost again. I want to thank God I can't get lost again. And before you'll ever get saved, you got to get lost and when you get lost you can get saved but when you get saved you'll never you'll never you'll never get lost again oh yeah oh yeah tonight ladies and gentlemen the largest tool the devil has same thing he used in the garden with Eve and that's doubt and I want you to understand the times has changed Technology is changing, but the devil's tools are still the same. His tactics and his tool is doubt. And it's not a matter of, it's not a matter if I'm going to doubt. You're going to doubt. Oh, they some said, I never doubt. You better run from that crowd. Now, I don't doubt near as much as I used to. Are y'all hearing me? But you need to understand, you know why churches are not having revival? It's because they can't get joy over their own salvation. That's why we're not telling nobody else about Jesus. He'd shock you and I tonight if everybody would get plumb dog honest. And say, preacher, I've doubted. I'm having to admit some things since 2016, November of 2016, I was put in the hospital in the end of November of 2016. And since then, I've been in the hospital three different times. I've never doubted my call to preach until 2016. I've doubted my salvation multiple times. You better watch these preachers. I'm not basing it on doubt, man of God. Not basing it on doubt. But if Thomas doubted... And if John doubted, 
Who are you and I? I never seen him with my naked eye. They handled him, but I want you to understand I've handled him in the word. That is him right there. In the beginning was the word and the word was what? With God and the word was what? You don't know where God is? Right there. That's for you and I. They rolled me back in that hall. And I'm going to tell you something. Old devil went with me. He said, Dorsey, you ain't even called to preach. You ain't saved. I've stomped all over this country and several other parts of the world and said I've doubted my salvation, but I never doubted the call to preach. But you can get so low and the darkness can get so dark. John, by the way, there's none no greater than John. There's never been a preacher like John. John was an Old Testament prophet, but a New Testament preacher. I'm right in dividing the word of God. John was an Old Testament prophet, but a New Testament preacher. He said, Youngs, hold on. There's one coming greater than I am in whose shoes I'm not able to, I'm not good. I'm, y'all know what I'm trying to say right there. Nobody has been like John. John doubted it. So you better be real careful stomping about how spiritual you are. But I am going to show you how spiritual this book is. After the doubt of John, you know what Jesus said about him? Said there's none no greater born of a woman than John the Baptist. And Jesus made that statement after the heart of doubt in John. Is everybody okay? Now I want to show you something tonight. Don't feel embarrassed because you've doubted. Don't drop your head because you doubted. You never did doubt it till you got it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Sorry to put that in there that quick. But ain't it amazing? You never doubted salvation until after you got saved. You say, oh, Brother John, I just live with confusion. Read your Bible. Where's the, who's off of confusion? I'm trying to help somebody. You that are so spiritual that never doubt, it might be you might ought to come and see if you got it tonight. I got a lady in my church, every time I preach it, she gets mad. I ain't lying. She tells me every time I preach on it. She said, preacher, I want you to know I'm the one that's never doubted it. Can I call time out? Pastor, she wasn't in my church. I wouldn't pray near as much. Sorry. Hello? I wouldn't have set the alarm clock this morning to get up to pray. Come on now. Every time I preach it, she'll wait on me and she'll say, Pastor, I want you to know I'm the one that said never doubted. And the whole time I'm wanting to say, yeah, and you've caused me more sleepless nights than any one woman in this church. you got a tongue long as I-75, as wide as the state of Georgia. Look up in here, honey. You know why she ain't never doubted it? Bless God's cause she don't have what I have. Is everybody okay? I'm sorry, honey, but you better mark her down. And if you come to my church, 
church, she'll be one to shake your hand and you'll think she's the biggest member we have. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're a first-time attender? Let me tell you, buddy. You, she going to shake your hand. We love first-time attenders. Anything you want me to pray about, here's your card. Fill your card out. Give me your card, honey. You better hear me and hear me well, honey. You better make sure what you're basing your salvation on, I want to say, has nothing to do with you. What your salvation is has nothing to do with you. It's everything to do with him and with this Bible tonight. Now, I've been here 25 minutes. I ain't able to preach long. So count your many blessings and name them one by one. <laughs> Brother John, how can I know I'm saved? I want to thank you for asking me. I've got a Bible to tell you tonight how you're saved. I'm going to show you if you're saved or not. Now, I want to say number one by, the, by, by, by another introduction. I got a 30-minute introduction. I got six points. I know I ain't going to get them done. I am not a Calvinist. Are y'all looking up in here and saying amen? Amen. I don't know why some of them have me in summer places. I was in one the other day. I said, what are y'all going to do with this building? God repented. <laughs> Son, let me tell you, they didn't take me out to eat that night. <laughs> I didn't book that meeting back. Somebody help me. I got a week open next year. Somebody help me. I'm liable to go crappy fishing, hallelujah, because it's the spring of the year. Sorry. I'm a little too friendly and loose right here tonight. I'm sorry. I wish y'all could go with me. It ain't like this everywhere. It ain't. How can I know I'm saved? Word of God tells me I'm saved. And how do I know? Is there's a spirit in me bears witness with the word of God. I gotta at least give you two of them. Listen. How can I know I'm saved? First John 5 and 13. Listen to the Bible. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Is anybody believing on the name of the Son of God? Who, what's his name? Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus is who he is. You said right there's my spot. I'm glad I got a spot. I'm glad I got a spot. I believe it on the Son of God. Who's his son? His name's Jesus. His name's the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you believed on him, guess what? You're saved. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> if I preached this free heaven, I'd have a heart attack. Now listen, in John chapter 6 and verse 37, I'm just going to give you three or four verses. 
all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Who are y'all going to to be saved? Who'd y'all go to to be saved? <laughs> y'all believe that Bible, don't you? Who you going to? If you believe that Bible, ain't no way you can cast you out. Somebody said, I'm scared if I'm going to hell. Ain't no way you can go to hell trying to go to heaven going to Jesus. I ain't trying to go through church membership. I ain't trying to go through water baptism. I'm not trying to go through morally speaking or morally standing. I'm not trying to go through tithing. I'm not trying to go through giving them a money, a faith mission, gym, offering. Are y'all hearing me? I'm talking about when the old devil crawls on me, I say something like this. Well, I'll tell you what. If I do go to hell, I'm going to hell trusting in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to give y'all a verse that if you ever said that, Hell, if I could sing, I'd sing, I'm not going to hell. Amen. I'm not going to hell because the Bible tells me I'm not. I'm fixing to put a straw in that pitcher of water. And I'm in shape. I really am. I walk. My knees don't like it, but I guarantee I can walk with any of you. But this Holy Ghost will kill a man. That's right. I want y'all, can we do another little Bible study about prophecy and preaching? Joel chapter 2. Y'all go find Joel 2. If you can't find it, I'll quote it to you. I don't know that I could find it. It's over. It's about two pages. Amos, Obadiah, Summers, they over our Summers. There's an index in the front of your Bible. It'll tell you what page it's on. I mean, I, I got a whole bunch of credentials on my wall, and ain't no way I could do the Bibles. I couldn't Genesis and, and Deuteronomy and... And then Kings, yeah, Summer's over there. <laughs> yeah, women. How many of y'all want to get up and quote the Bible books right now? The kids can do that better than us adults. Has anybody found Joel? Look in chapter 2. What about verse 32? Now, does it say, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered? Is that what it says? Yes, that word, it shall come to pass, means it ain't happened yet. Right. Right. Now, I understand it's a minor prophet, but it's real major. <laughs> That's a little Dorsey theology. <laughs> I got so much out of this. Well, I better get back to preaching because, well, I'm going to get back to preaching. Jaw, too. Now, in Jaw, there's, there's, there's three time frames that I can really think of right now, even in that one particular verse. Uh, there's judgment coming on all the nation of Israel that come, all the enemies that come against that little nation of Israel. There's judgment coming on them. There's uh, future tribulation in Joel 3, I believe it is. Y'all going, y'all just, boy, I'm in trouble here tonight. I mean, I need to go get my outline books back out and my notebooks. God, the Holy Ghost will jack a man up. But I know Joel, there's three different dispensations in this little book of Joel. You'll find that there's a present destruction, but it also talks about a future future destruction. But if you'll look in that little, let me get back to where I'm going at chapter 2 and verse 32. He, Joel said there's coming a day 
fellers, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. You can even see Zion in there. You can see the middle, there's a millennial reign in there. I'm talking about the millennial reign, ain't we? Thousand-year reign of the Lord. Y'all believe that, don't you? I can show you that in, little, in that little book of Joel. And so Joel said, it ain't here yet, but there's coming a day that whosoever shall call upon the name of Would y'all go to Romans chapter 10 for me? I'm taking you from a prophet to a preacher. We're leaving a prophet that's prophesying about a day. Go to Romans 10, 13, and let's see what the word of God says of the old apostle Paul's filled the Holy Ghost. He's, I'm talking about he's riding back, wind sucking. I'm talking about the juice of God's pouring out on him. He said, I want to tell you Jews something. He said, I want to tell you Gentiles something. He said, I want to tell the whole world something. He said, we're not not offering up lambs no more. He said we're not sacrificing goats no more. He said we're not offering up pigeons and doves no more. He said I need y'all to understand that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Has anybody called on the name of the Lord to be saved? If you have Guess what? You're saved. Hallelujah. If anybody struggles preaching here, it's the preacher, not the people. Now, I know why your preachers had a heart attack. Three. Y'all are killing him. But in a good way. <laughs> except that one that tells him they've never doubted. <laughs> That's where number two heart attack comes from. Them other two come because y'all shout him on so bad. Are y'all all right? When you obey the word of God with your heart and do what God asks you to do, you're saved. Because a lost man can't do it and do it right. You hear me? A lost man can't do it and do it right. That's the key. Now I want to thank God we're doing it right tonight. Y'all, I got to give you the one on the spirit. Is that okay? How can I know I'm saved? The scriptures tell me. But the spirit shows me too. Now listen to what Romans chapter number 8 I promise you, you'll never go to hell believing the word of God. Now, I understand the devil believes it and fears and trembles, but he openly rejected it. He openly refused it. But I didn't understand. I'm we're not dealing with the devil. There ain't but one devil. There'll never be another devil. There's only one Satan. He's got a bunch of, he's got a bunch of heifers. You need to get a hold of they ain't, they ain't but one Christ. There are multiple antichrists trying to be. There's some preachers I know that want to be that. Now, I'm not the Lord over the flock. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Brother Tracy, you know what's amazing? 
My spirit bears witness with you. Now I'm about to make a very strong, bold, scary statement. And what I'm preaching to y'all tonight, I spent, I spent nine weeks at my church. Basic Bible doctrine on salvation. And use these thoughts. I have three sections in our auditorium. My deacon, I have three mighty men that sits on this pew. I stood by my deacon. And I said, my spirit bears witness with you, deacon. I said, Brother Chuck, my spirit bears witness with you. I said, Brother Jason, my spirit bears witness with you. And I stopped. And I backed up. And I said, church, I, I, I said, people all over this country know me, and I know people all over this country, and I love them. But I said, I don't love them like I love you. Because I can't. I live with these people. I know these people. And I said, as your pastor and brother, Tracy, I'd say you could say the same thing. I looked in this section. I looked in my middle section. I looked in my left section. And that morning, I walked the whole auditorium, and every pew had a family on it. Some of our pews were crammed full. Very few seats left, but every pew in our auditorium had somebody on it. And I thank the Lord for that. Now listen, I was making this statement. I said, but my spirit don't bear witness with everybody in here. I said, I shake your hand Sunday after Sunday. I said, 12 to 15 Wednesday nights a year I get to spend with you. I said, we have family gatherings. We have homecoming meals. We have Thanksgiving meals, Christmas meals. I said, and I love you greater than my own life. I said, but I'm weary because my spirit don't bear witness with you. It has nothing to do with culture. Listen, we have deep-rooted rebels in my church. I mean deep-rooted southern rebels like y'all don't know. I'm afraid y'all do. (laughs) And then we've had them move from Pennsylvania, brother, get a job to come to our church and discover that I am not the evangelist at the SBC. I don't pastor this crowd and I'm not going to pastor you in my preaching I'm going to evangelize you and encourage you in my preaching but pastoring and evangelizing is two different things a lot of doctrine comes in pastoring that's where you'll have a strong church and I've got some some way up I mean we don't have nothing in common he wanted to go hiking I don't go hiking I go hunting <laughs> he said, I hear you love to hike and chase dogs. I said, no, I'd like to kill that dog. He could have treated that coon three ridges on this side, closer to him. <laughs> but he run five deer to finally come across a coon three mile in the woods. And if the battery had been on the shot call, I'd have killed him. Somebody help me. I said, I don't go hiking. I go hunting. <laughs> We don't have nothing in common. But listen, Brother Tracy, my spirit bears witness with his spirit. How many of y'all ever been in a place of business and your spirit bears witness with somebody you don't even know? It's a Holy Ghost. I want you to understand in 1 John 5, in verse 6, Christ. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. 
and it is the Spirit that bear witness because the Spirit is truth. The Scriptures support the Spirit and the Spirit supports the Scriptures. Do you hear it? 1 John 5 and verse 9 and 10. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. And he that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. The Scriptures not only tell me that I'm saved, but the Spirit of God that lives in us tells me that I'm saved. Now, I want you to understand something. Even though we may receive the witness of men, can I tell you the witness of God by far is greater than the witness of men. Brother John, help me discern. Can I start the invitation? Who do you want on the piano? Who do you want on the piano? You come on, sis, start playing soft. Let me tell you, somebody said, Brother John, help me. How can I know my spirit bears witness? I don't know why my spirit bears witness with God. Can you read this Bible and it come alive to you? Listen, I'm not going to lie to y'all. There's days that I make myself read this Bible. It's like little ants crawling on the page. But then there's days that I can't get enough of it. And that's God through the word bearing witness in me with the Holy Ghost. And I'm saved. And when God uses the Bible to expose the truth to you and it enlightens you and you say, I'm wrong and that book's right. That is the Spirit of God confirming with the Scriptures of God and the Scriptures of God confirming with the Spirit of God. And it would blow our mind how many people are sitting on the pews of our Baptist churches that are lost, but it'd blow our mind how many of them are so defeated because they can't even get victory over salvation. You know why the devil keeps you so messed up? Is because if you ever got real victory over it, you'd go get the rest of your family You'd go get your co-worker. You'd go tell your neighbor about Jesus. You know why I'm here tonight? There's a burning zeal in me to go tell everybody I can. I wonder as we stand all over the building, how many would find a place in this altar? Say, God help me. God help me. These are coming as she's playing. Who'd be next? I've minded the Holy Ghost tonight. Would you step out? There could be some of your heart's been so full of doubt. Your mind has been so confused. Won't you come tonight and get you some help? Won't you come tonight and talk to God? And say, God, I'm going to take you at your word. I'm going to, there's some young people in here. You better keep living for God. You better keep honoring God. You better keep serving God because it's well worth it. You need to take God at his word. Take God at his word. And when you take God at his word, oh, you'll have more joy and you'll know what to do with it. If she's playing and needs this coming, who'd be next?